Hello and welcome to Dr. Quackers and today we're going to be reviewing Stranger Things Season 1. I didn't watch the show when it first came out. I don't usually watch TV shows that everyone else is going apeshit about it because it's considered great automatically. Um, some shows like say some of the later seasons of Game of Thrones which are kind of shit. Uh, <laughs> Just an example like that, or even some, maybe I haven't seen them yet, but I've heard some troubling things about the later seasons of this show as well. Um, but uh, I like to wait until after the storm, so to speak. So I just watched the first season, and I understand why it was so popular. Uh, this is a great love letter to Stephen King and Lovecraft horror. I, it's very much inspired, or at least. It wants to pay tribute to the old style of horror, or at least the specific kind. Uh, the atmosphere, the characters, the monsters, the upside down, and the secrets kept from the public. Uh, very much from that kind of uh, horror. Um, a lot of Stephen King, especially. It really, draw, it really drew me in immediately. I loved the style of horror uh, since I was 12. The best parts of the show are these elements. It's very similar to It, um, the Stephen King book, It, if you're not familiar, there's now multiple films about that book. Unfortunately, it's a little too similar for my taste. Um, if you don't know either this, the first season of the story, or It, essentially the story revolves around a bunch of kids. They then have a run-in with a mysterious uh, extraterrestrial, celestial type monster, um, and it grabs one of their friends and they're looking for the friend and they run into all these bullies and shenanigans I guess you would what you would call them and the monster are constantly fucking with them throughout the course of the story and that's what a lot of this TV show does I mean it very much sets it up very similar to uh, similar to how Georgie gets taken uh, in it by Pennywise although in this this story it isn't he isn't you know automatically see him die um, when he gets taken by the demigorgon into the upside down, so you don't really see him there, but um, it's 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 just kind of eerily similar. There's a few key differences that make it so it's not like you know they're just stealing the story, but that element in terms of like the kids and like the dynamic of the kids with the horror is very similar. Uh, David Harbour and Winona Ryder are definitely the standout performances of the show, which is a huge huge surprise for me. Winona can be pretty hit or miss. But she gave a career high performance as Will's mother. Uh, Will is the boy that's taken by the Demogorgon into the Upside Down. And she very much sells it. She is having a terrible time trying to find her son. And uh, she very much gives comes across that she is slowly going insane. Which, you know, it could be the fact that Winona's kind of crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> David Arbor's character, Hopper, is my favorite character of the show. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the fan favorite. Um, I, I don't know, I still really like him in this season. Uh, I love how his past is dealt with throughout the story. Uh, he's the f he's the future of Will's mom. Uh, basically that it, he had lost a child and he went in a downward spiral. He, he's now a, he's a drunk. Um, he has to take a lot of pills and prescriptions for his depression. Uh, he lives alone in the middle of the fucking nowhere. He's just kind of a deadbeat that's a sheriff um, which is very very um, 
reminiscent of a lot of horror movies. So a lot of Stephen King has a cop main character, and you kind of see that influence in here with him. Um, so yeah, he sees that Will's mom, one of writer's character, is going down the same path he did. So he's trying as hard as he can to help her and to prevent that future for her. And I don't know, I think that's why he's probably the favorite from the season, is that he's, he's very much more of the sympathetic character. I know they try to do that with Eleven, but she's just not my favorite. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't really care for Eleven. She's not my favorite. I nothing against the performance. It's the, the acting's fine by Billy Bobby Brown. It, I don't know. It's just, eh. Just because you have a simp, you have a like a miserable backstory, if a sympathetic backstory, to me doesn't automatically mean you're a good character. And I just don't think her character adds enough to the story to where I'm like, ooh, I really like Eleven. I don't know. Her her addition to this is kind of just they need someone to be the Deus Ex Machina, essentially, um, which is fine, but just not my favorite. I just prefer Hopper. Um, this show also has child protagonists, like I uh, said, similar to it. Uh, they are also a bright spot most of the time. Uh, I really like their dynamic. They're very much uh, young boys. I think they're on the age of like 10. And now Alred says their age, but you can obviously tell by the actors really young. Uh, Dustin is probably my favorite of the younger kids. He's the kid that doesn't have problems with front teeth. But he, he, I don't know. He's I just like him. He's my favorite. Uh, Mike's okay. And yeah. That dust is my favorite of the of the little kid group. Um, there are a few slow spots in their story, and it's not any of the actors' faults. It's just hard. So the story's like it. It solely centers around the kid, the kids of the story. So when they deal with things or threats, it's dealt in a kid way, and it makes sense of why things are going the way they are because they're kids. But the problem with that is if you back it with like adults, like Hopper. It kind of makes it so their stuff is much lower staked, and I just want to see Hopper's side and what's going on there, and him facing the Demogorgon and him going into things like the Upside Down. Just makes theirs kind of boring at times, especially towards the end of the season. Um, their story kind of gets a little rushed, in my opinion. But yeah, uh, the music's great. Uh, the main theme being the best track, perfectly fitting the tone of the show, and it perfectly fits the opening of it. Uh, the CGI can be really shoddy, unfortunately. Uh, the Demigorgon can look really fake. Like, probably like P I don't know if it's like PS2 era bad, but it's, it's really bad sometimes. And it sticks out really hard. They try to cover up with like flashing lights and dark lighting, but the problem is when they have that dark lighting, I noticed the Demigorgon kind of has its own source of light. So it kind of glows and makes it look fake and it doesn't blend in the, with the background it's in. Like in the house when it's dark, he just, he, he, he looks super fake. He doesn't look like he was ever there. Um, which is why I think they could have used some more practical effects with the Demigorgon. Like when they go into the Upside Down or think when Upside Down things get into their world, it has much more of the practical effects to it. And I think if they use more of that a little bit, it would have made the, uh, the Demigorgon look a lot cooler. Um, also, I fucking hate the flashing. I can't see what's going on. And just because I can't see what's going on, it doesn't make things scarier. It's, I think it's much more terrifying to show what the audience is, is going on. I know films like Psycho, they show you how they can make it work. But having people fight the Demigorgon with just flashing lights, can't see anything. It's just disorienting. And to me, it's just annoying. So I, I just prefer they... 
I don't know if in the next seasons they stop doing that because they get more obviously got more of a budget because the first season was a huge hit uh, for Netflix. But yeah, um, it's a good show. I liked it. Um, I'd give this this show an eight out of ten. It's pretty good. I liked it. Uh, Boro, it could have been really great if they just if they got maybe more funding for that CGI and maybe maybe tweak a little bit how they rendered him into the scenes and the way that they shot him with that and then maybe fixing, I don't know, maybe fix the pacing a little bit at the end of the show. It really picks up really quickly because the, the beginning of the middle of the show is a really slow burn. But then all of a sudden, like, bang, 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 bang. That's how the ending goes and then boom, that's the end. And I feel like that, it just went too quickly to really resonate because huge things happen in just like two episodes. Like, not a whole lot happens in the first, like, six. Like, little things happen here and there, and it adds up. But, like, the last two episodes, though the events of those episodes are way bigger than anything happens in the previous six. So, I think if they just fix the pacing, it could bring this up to a nine, maybe ten. But right now, it's an eight. It's still really good, and I'm not saying it's bad. But it's just, like, those key things keep, like, keep it down to an eight. Okay, get anything higher. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, if you would like to reach out to me, I have an Instagram page, Dr. Quackers Movie Reviews. Um, if you want to send me a compliment, if you want to send me a recommendation, like a movie you want me to review, or a TV show, it doesn't matter. Or if you want to tell me I'm a fucking idiot, because whatever, I probably am. So, why not? <laughs> yeah, so send me, send me whatever you want to say, by the way, and I can take it. Uh, so, yeah, if you would like to learn about my most recent sponsor, Viking Fitness, stay tuned. Hey guys, I want to take a minute and talk about fitness. Are you looking to get back into shape or take your fitness to the next level? If so, go to vikingfitnessnh.com. With Viking Fitness, your plan is created by a certified professional specifically for you and only you. No cookie cutter plans, period. You will be provided with detailed information on how to train your body and how to fuel it correctly so you can achieve your goals. With Viking Fitness, you can get quality distance coaching, video check-ins, and access to an entire community for a very affordable price and no bullshit. Go to vikingfitnessnh.com or call 603-393-7528. And again, that's 603-393-7528 today. Thank you.